Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University horticultural agent Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Lisa Mason, CSU Extension horticultural agent of Arapahoe County. Now let's get to the heart of it where we explore today's horticultural topic on emerald ash borer. Hello, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so glad you can join me today. Thanks for having me. Now we have to tell people about this invasive, pesky insect that we can't seem to totally eradicate. So what is emerald ash borer? The emerald ash borer is an invasive beetle native to Asia, and it specifically targets uh, trees, uh, the, the ash tree, ash trees. So um, any tree in the, the genus Fraxinus. And, you know, because they're an invasive species, they don't have any natural controls here in the United States. So they are, the, the emerald ash borer is actually the, the most deadly tree pest um, in, in our history. It was first found in Michigan in 2002. Uh, and, you know, it, it slowly, you know, spread throughout other states. And then in 2013, uh, we saw a jump, you know, from, from the states that it was infested, you know, we, known infestations were. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it crossed the Midwest to, to Boulder County, Colorado. Um, that tells us it probably got here through firewood. You know, somebody probably transported infested firewood um, to Boulder County. And thankfully, it actually stayed in Boulder County for, for five or six years. It spread throughout the county. Uh, we had a quarantine at that point that really served as um, educational messaging. You know, hey, don't transport ash firewood. And, you know, we think that's one reason why the infestation may have slowed down. Um, but it is slowly um, spreading through, you know, uh, several areas around Boulder County. So... Today, where is emerald ash borer currently found in Colorado? That's a great question um, and important for, for homeowners to know, too. So as of today, August 26, 2022, uh, EAB is currently in unincorporated Larimer County within the city and county of Boulder, and that includes um, towns in Boulder such as Gun Barrel, Longmont, Lafayette, Lyons, and Superior. It's also confirmed in Broomfield, Westminster, Erie, Arvada, and this year it was also found in Thornton. Wow, it is it is slowly spreading, isn't it? Yes. Yep. And and I know there's a push not to use ash trees in landscapes anymore. Yes. Yeah, I've heard you can still buy them in some places, but we strongly, strongly discourage that because, you know, they're, um, the, the tree is going to have no defense against emerald ash borer. Unfortunately, yes, yes. So do homeowners across Colorado need to worry about emerald ash borer? 
So if they have an ash tree, um, they, they do, they need to know that if they have an ash tree and then start making a plan for it. And so if you're not sure if you have ash trees in your yard, you're welcome to, to call your local CSU extension office and, and we'll help you out. Um, but generally ash trees, uh, if you look at their branching, they have an opposite branching structure. So they're, they're, the, there's a branch just the opposite of the other branch. Uh, they have five to nine leaflets. Um, and the, the leaves have a, a slightly serrated margin on them. Uh, and the bark has a, uh, kind of forms a diamond shape on mature trees. Um, and then if you have a female ash tree, you might have samaras or seeds with, with one wing on it. Um, so that those are the ash tree characteristics. But again, if you're not sure if you have an ash tree, it's good to find out sooner than later um, so you are able to make a plan. Yeah, key ID is very important. Um, a, a lot of times clients will call and say, I'll ask them, do you happen to know what your tree is? And a lot of times they will say no, or I've forgotten. And if anybody has a Tatarian maple, uh, the Samaras, they're a little different than ash, but they're still Samaras. So if, if that helps people to ID their ash tree, it's, it's similar. So definitely. Yeah. So what, what else can homeowners do if they get emerald ash borer? Well, so first thing, you know, once they know if they have ash trees in their landscape, they'll need to make a plan because ultimately it's going to be a financial decision, no matter what, you know, what they decide, it will have a financial impact on the homeowner. So the first thing is to know how close are you to the emerald ash borer infestation? Are you within, you know, where the emerald ash borer is confirmed or are you, are you, um, considerable distance away from where emerald ash borer is um, confirmed. And then, you know, based on that, you'll have to decide whether you want to remove your ash trees or treat them with insecticide. So if you're, if you're a considerable distance from the infestation, uh, there's no need to, to make any decisions or, or do anything right away. Um, but it's, it's good to know for future uh, you know, and, and keep an eye on, on the infestation. Generally speaking, um, trees should be removed if they're unhealthy. And, you know, with, um, we've had some crazy weather fluctuations in the spring and the fall, the last few years, which has actually, um, been harmful on our ash trees. And, and we've noticed dieback on branches and, and that kind of thing. So if you've got an ash tree that's struggling, it's not going to be a good candidate for insecticide treatments because all insecticide treatments are systemic, meaning they need to take uptake the product, the insecticide through the root system. And an unhealthy tree is not going to be able to do that very effectively. Um, and other, other factors you might consider, if you've got a small ash tree, it's low value and it's low value to you. You know, if you, if it's not providing shade or has no sentimental value for you, you know, those are all things that go into the decision. Maybe it would be better to remove the tree and find a replacement tree. Uh, we have a variety of excellent tree options, uh, to, to replace ash trees with. 
If you're not sure what to plant, call your local extension office and, and we'll give you some ideas. Um, so those are factors that would be considered for tree removal. Now, trees that might be good candidates for treatments are healthy trees and trees that are, are larger. So a general rule of thumb, you know, plus or minus is about 15 inches in diameter. You know, anything over that might be a good candidate. Um, but again, that's just a guideline. If you have a, a ash tree that's 10 inches in diameter and it's it's providing shade and value and it's healthy, um, that certainly could be a good candidate for treatment as well. So so it's really going to come down to to um, factors that are important for you and the health of the tree. Yeah. And, and like you said, the function of the tree <clears throat> past the sentimental value, excuse me. <clears throat> and, and then, you know, when they, when they go to replace the tree, I would suggest getting a soil test. Absolutely. Because, you know, you need to know a lot more about your soil before you can properly go out and get a tree that's going to be successful in the soil you have with the pH and the nutrients that it needs. And I hate to see people spend two, three, four, five hundred dollars on a tree, bring it home and say, I really want that tree, and then call us a year, two years down the road and say, why is my, what, what's wrong with my tree? Why is my tree dying? So. Absolutely. That's a great suggestion. It, it's, it's one that people overlook. So, but we don't overlook it because soil is everything really. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. When, when should homeowners start treating their trees? What are some of the first signs that you would suggest that they look for? Oh, that is a great question. And that is, that is the question, right? When to treat or even when to, when to remove an ash tree, you know, you don't want to save. Um, and it, it depends on a lot of different factors. Um, the, the first factor is depends on your proximity to the current EAB infestation. So for instance, if you're living in Boulder County, uh, if you haven't started treating, I would strongly suggest you consider it because, um, you know, Boulder County is a known area of infestation. Uh, if you're located away from the infestation, and, and I'll give an example, um, I'm here in Arapahoe County, which is south and uh, southeast Denver. So we're we're considerable distance away from the known infestation. Uh, so homeowners probably don't need to treat for ash trees yet, um, but it really comes down to the peace of mind. You know, if, if a homeowner is, if they're worried and they don't want to wait, um, we have lots of homeowners that are already treating. Um, we have some homeowners, a lot of homeowners that are, are waiting until the infestation gets closer. Um, we don't know how fast it's going to travel. You know, it could be tomorrow. It could be five years from now. Uh, you, you know, we don't know. Uh, and, you know, someone could bring infested wood to a new area and that could start a new infestation. So it really comes down to your comfort level 
and your peace of mind. But another factor to consider, so there's a lot of research going on on EAB treatments. And one of the, the common products, the common insecticides that is applied through trunk injections is called emamectoin benzoate. That's the active ingredient. Uh, research has shown that if you have a healthy ash tree, that you can start treating the tree after emerald ash borer has infested the tree, as long as the tree has not lost more than 30% of the tree canopy. So I'll, I'll say that again, because that's a, that's a lot of information. So uh, research is showing that with emamectoin benzoate, which is the active ingredient, you'll see and that product marketed in a variety of, of other names, but the active ingredient is emamectoin benzoate. You can start treating your tree with that insecticide after your tree has been infested with emerald ash borer, as long as it hasn't lost more than about 30% of the tree canopy. So knowing information like that can be helpful to make a decision too. So if you know you have a strong, healthy ash tree, maybe you feel more comfortable with waiting a while before you start treating. Um, once you do start treating, in order to maintain that level of protection from emerald ash borer, um, it usually requires um, every one to two year treatment, depending on the product. Uh, for instance, emamectoin benzoate is a treatment that's applied every two years. So, so a lot of factors to consider and you know, it's a financial decision and it's also depends on the, the homeowner, homeowner's comfort level as well. And the same with tree removal, you know, that that's really a, a judgment call. Um, when, when a tree is removed, if you're in an area of, you know, there's emerald ash borer in your neighborhood can sooner than later might be, is probably a, a smart decision. Um, if emerald ash borer is not in your area though, it's, um, it's up to you. You know, my, my personal preference, I have three small ash trees and I love them. So I'm going to keep them as long as possible. And, uh, they, they're probably not candidates to treat with insecticide. Um, so I'll keep them as long as possible and then we'll replace them eventually. Um, but other things to keep in mind, the longer you wait, the larger a tree gets, it'll be a little more expensive to remove. And if the ash tree has EAB, emerald ash borer, inside the tree already, it's probably going to be a little more expensive to remove. So all, all things to consider. Um, and one more, one more thing that we see all the time, emerald ash borer is often misidentified. So if you think you have, you know, if you're seeing holes in the trunk of your tree, um, you know, that's usually they're the size of about a pencil eraser. Uh, and if they're in the trunk of the tree, that's lilac ash borer, which is a completely different species. Uh, lilac ash borer is actually a clear wing moth um, that, that infests stressed out trees. So usually you don't need to treat your tree for a lilac ash borer at all. Um, but that can be a sign that, hey, my ash tree is a little stressed out. Maybe I should need to prioritize winter watering um, or, you know, things like that to, to maintain the health of the tree. So before you assume you have emerald ash borer, it is good to confirm that you do because there's a lot of other critters that live in our ash trees. So that's another um, great reason to call the extension office. Um, and one last thought, the healthier your ash tree is, the 
more tolerance it will have, it no ash tree will be able to survive emerald ash borer, but it can um, help the overall health, especially if you're wanting to treat that tree with insecticides. Thank you, Lisa. And I do, I do hope people call and, and, and don't hesitate to call. You know, sometimes, you know, they just don't get around to it, but this is something that they want to pay particular attention to. And I'm glad you, you mentioned the active ingredient because in the trade with insecticides and herbicides, there are commercial names and you really have to read what's on the label for the active ingredient. So thank you for that. And so I guess that's all we can say right now. And good luck with your little ash trees. And, oh, thank you. And thank you for, for joining me today. And a thank you to the audience for listening. Tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another horticultural topic.